welcome everyone to a Mexican and a redneck father of the world. We are your host and surrogate fathers, Juan and Ben. Today we'll be discussing why men must be vulnerable and communicate in our marriages. Well, you know, simple answer for that, Ben, is because, you know, I guess we're right and we just got to tell our wives and explain to them how we're right. That's, 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 is that, is that right? Right? Yeah, we're going to make sure our wives don't hear this episode. <laughs> it's our duty to let them know. <laughs> I am completely, completely joking about that. Um, even though I do struggle with that. I struggle with that completely. You know, that is one thing that I do struggle with a lot. And I guess going back to this topic as far as like why you want to be vulnerable with them. Because you want them to, you want them to see your humanity in you. You want them to be a part of you. Sure. You know, uh, I was remembering my uh, godfather. He's, he's, man, he's, he's, he's my white dad, okay? <laughs> Great guy. I love this guy. White this, dad. Yeah, I do. I have a white dad. I have my regular Mexican dad who teaches me how to be a Mexican, and I have my white dad who's been amazing. Uh, shout out to my white dad, Larry. Love you. Uh, just amazing man. He told me, he explained to me when, when, when I first got married, as far as like he was going through some, they're having some uh, marriage issues and stuff like that. And he, he explained it using um, Beauty and the Beast, you know, as okay. far as like, have you, have you ever seen the movie? Yeah, Beauty the, and the, Beast? the kids movie. Yeah, the kids yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, as far as like, he explained to me like, this is how men are. This is how women are. Yeah. Men, we're the beast. You know, sure. we have rules. We have, hey, this is the way we're going to do things. Hey, the West Wing, don't go in the West Wing. If you don't go in the West Wing, everything's going to be just fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. Women are like, they're curiosity-minded. They're like, well, what do you hide in the West Wing? What's in there? Let me go in there. Oh, you're not looking. Let me peek in there. And then you, the man is forced, the beast is forced to be vulnerable with Belle. And then that just explodes and turns yeah. into this big chaos where she runs away out into the woods. And then what happens? She gets attacked by wolves. So then what happens? The beast goes out to rescue her and he almost dies. So then they come back inside and you have the scene where Belle is taking care of the beast, trying to heal him up. It's like, why did you go in the West Wing? Well, I was just curious. What? You know, and then it's like and she and, and she's blaming him. And she's blaming him for like, well, if you would have just let me go in there, you wouldn't be hurt right now. So that's why we need to be vulnerable with our wives. Because if we just let them, if we're just vulnerable with them, we won't get hurt. I'm going to go home and watch that movie <laughs> now. <laughs> I have two daughters and we will be watching that later today. You need to watch it from that perspective. Like, this is explaining how men think and this is explaining how women think. Yeah. It's, you know, have you ever thought about it like that? Does no. that make sense? <laughs> this yeah. news to me. Yeah. I like it. It's a uh, new perspective. Yeah, I've, t- I've told, I told them, I was like, Larry, you need to write a book about this. So that's, hopefully that's... one day he will. And if not, maybe I will. Ruh-roh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, no. I mean, this is, but it's a, it's a real thing. I know um, I've been married 12 years now, and after my first year of marriage, it was all good. It was, oh, we're hanging out, having fun, doing our married stuff, and life's good. And then life got a little harder, you know, and I've always heard, I don't know how true this is, but statistically, a marriage is going to fail between in the second year and the seventh year, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. those years have some meaning, it seems like. I keep hearing that. It could be totally wrong. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. But, uh, you know, our second year, you know, that first or second year, it got a little little rocky, mm-hmm. little rough, little, okay, marriage is hard. 
And it's not just a... And then we got married and lived happily ever after. It's a day-to-day task. And I, I, I was closed off. I was that beast you were talking about. And, and part of it came from maybe a societal impression of what a man should be. What is a man? I'm strong. I'm making decisions. I'm, I can do this. I don't, why do I need to open up to her? She knows who I am. She sees me every day. And then after two years of that or a year of that leading into two years, there was uh, there was an awareness of me and like, hey, that's not how it is. All this stuff I've learned about society where I'm supposed to be a, a man, quote unquote, wasn't what I thought it was. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that, but it's like I think about it like every time you and I would hang out, you know, and I would come home and my wife would be like, oh, how was it? Oh, oh it was great. Oh, what you guys talk about? We didn't talk about anything. We hung out. Why would we talk? <laughs> we hung out. So what, what was great about it? Well, we hung out. Well, what did y'all talk about? Nothing. Well, how's this family doing? I have no idea. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they were there. Yeah, I, I guess they're fine. I mean, they were all healthy and alive and walking. Nobody had a cast. So it, it just it kind of it, it breaks the differences. You know, when two women get together, it's like they talk about their family. They talk about their everything. They talk. They, they, oh yeah. And then she comes back home to me, and she tells me what they talked about, and I'm like. Oh, that's really interesting. I, was it like a month ago we got together and our families were together and we talked a little bit, but it was strategizing about how to build my garden. And we didn't really talk. We dug holes and planted plants and removed weeds and put up fences for the chickens not to eat the, the vegetables, you know. And But that's it. It's that, well, we don't talk. And, and so at my second year of marriage, I realized I'm not talking to this woman. I'm just telling her the way I want things to be. You know, and so we had uh, we had good jobs. We had a nice house. We had our cars. And she's like, I want kids. I want kids. I want kids. I'm like, I don't want kids. I don't want kids. And she's like, why don't you want kids with me? Like, is that an issue? Because we're married. We have everything we should have for kids. Why don't you want kids with me? Why aren't you talking to me? Why aren't you communicating? And I realized I was looking at vulnerability as this, like, weak man's thing. But it turns out which they don't want you walking around crying all day, talking about your feelings and how miserable you are. None of that. But, well, I'm a, when I finally broke down and said, I'm afraid to have kids. I didn't have the best childhood. I found myself at the age of 12 starting to help raise my sister up and through my teenage years, you know, and, and taking care of her after school. And during summer times, it was... It was doing some house cleaning, doing some cooking, you know, uh, making sure she gets off the bus and home from school okay and let my mom know. It was like, that's what I did. So I was like, I don't, I don't want to have kids. I'm afraid, what if I might get a divorce like my parents, you know, like, and there was a thing where I'm not telling her this stuff. And that's, that was important for her to know because once I told her, it was just like this great big wall had been torn down and she was like, oh, okay. That makes sense. You're just dealing with some baggage and some hurt from your past. It's kind of like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> when the Beast finally opens up to her and explains the importance of the rose. You explain the importance of the rose, Ben. Good for you. <laughs> so... You know, it's funny you talk about that. 
Okay, <laughs> so Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> it's, 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 does that not make sense? It though? makes sense. Yeah, he explained the importance of the rose, and they started, She. that's when she fell in love with him. That's she it. She saw past that ugly, you know, fur coat that he was wearing all the time, <laughs> and it's like, oh, there's a prince inside of there. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's funny, man. You're, you're, so the topic of the conversation today is about communication with our wives as well versus and, and being vulnerable. I remember when, um, when I, me and my wife, we got married, um, I was working retail. And so as far as, like, you know, working retail, you're talking to people all day long, you know, and then you're funny things happen and then you talk to your coworkers and you mm-hmm. tell them, oh man, this is hilarious. You know, oh, it was so much fun. Oh yeah. And then you get home and you're tired, you're exhausted because you, you've talked all day long. Yeah. You know? And then so I would get home and Brittany would be like, hey, how was it today? Oh, it was great. Well, it was, it was good. Oh, it was just, you know, I saw some stuff. It was good. We know how to go. <laughs> well, what happened? Um, not much. Nothing. Everything, everything was good. And then I remember listening to John Maxwell. He, he had this, um, the rule of five. Um, is basically he, he had a three by five card and he would write down five things that would happen to him throughout the day and he would make sure to come home and talk to his wife about him oh, about wow. it because it's like and, and it made so much sense because it was like he was talking about he talked about from the perspective of like you know when something happens to you you tell all your friends mm-hmm. you know but and you tell them and you repeat the story you'll find somebody down the hallway like hey let me tell you what just happened you know you'll find somebody to tell the story but then by the time you get home you've already told your story so you don't want to tell it again because no i've already got this out i'm yeah. good you know but she's not a part of it and i remember i would come home and I, you know, like early in marriage, you know, I'm like, I'm the man, so I'm gonna, I need some decompression time. I need some, I need, I need some me time, woman. <laughs> I'm gonna go in my man cave and and decompress for a little bit. And then she would just kind of sit there and wait and just wait. And we could go to bed and and it'd be like one o'clock in the morning. Well, she would explode because she had been waiting and waiting and waiting, and I never gave her that avenue for her to communicate with me to open up. And then we're having those conversations at one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, you wait till one o'clock in the morning to tell me this? Why didn't you tell me this when I got home? She's like, well, I was trying to give you some space. And I was like, well, now you're taking my sleep away, woman. It was great. I'm sure nobody else has had that problem happen. But it was learning that process of like opening up, of coming home and you know making my drive time that quiet time yeah and then coming home and realizing it's i'm still working yeah i'm still working i'm done with my paying job now i'm working my uh, family job yeah you know and it's like i have to be able to communicate and develop the relationship with her and and it's been amazing it's been i mean obviously we i'm still working at it still failing sure. we still have arguments and discussions and sometimes yelling but we there's less less breaking of stuff yeah 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 it's great Our, we we were never breakers of stuff and we're not really yellers my but it, there were you know heated discussions you know and we had to learn to work through that and and, and learn each other and, and you know the thing is when a woman marries you there's something about you that she's drawn to she wants to know about your rose, you know, the beast rose. She wants to know what's behind that curtain, you know, and she's marrying you to find it out. And a lot of people think, well, men are simple. 
I got my hobbies, I got my job, I got food, and I got my woman. I don't know what more I need, you know? And it's like, well, there, there's a lot going on under the surface, whether men like to admit it or not. We're still people too. We just don't wear all of our emotions out in the open. You know, we don't show them to everybody all the time. And it's that calculated, okay, let me, let me give her some of me. Let me explain to her what's going on behind the curtain, why I am the way I am. Tell her uh, a good memory, but tell her a bad memory. You don't always have to be the hero. Sometimes you can be the victim. I mean, don't be the victim mentality person either. Don't do that. But, you know, it, 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 let her see why you are the way you are because she's on a journey with you to, to discover who you are and to learn more about herself, you know, that's, you know, it's funny, but you're absolutely right about that. But it's funny. I always think about like the, the, the fairy tale stories and obviously the kids movies, stuff like that. You got the Prince Charming and the, you know, and the woman, stuff like that. And you always see the end, they ride happily ever after into the sunset. But then the next day they wake up and, you know, the guy realized like, oh my gosh, you got really stinky breath. Oh, you're makeup. You're not wearing any makeup. You're, you look, you know, it's like, so this battle <laughs> consumes and then, and then the, the the woman in that scenario, the princess in that scenario, is like, she wakes up and is like, wow, you fought for me yesterday. Are you willing to fight for me today? Oh, yeah. You know, oh, you almost died for me yesterday, but are you willing to die for me today? And it's it is almost, for me, it was kind of like, I remember going through that initially in our marriage, and it was like, it was very frustrating because when that question came up, and it wasn't like, she wasn't actually asking, hey, are you actually willing to die for me today? But it was her actions, you know, like kind of like she saw during our dating experience how I pursued her, how mm-hmm. I chased after yeah. her, how I was willing to be vulnerable with her. That was your fight. That was Every my fight. Day. I was fighting. I was like, man, I want this one. You sent them flowers to her. Yeah. You you showed up on time for the day. You opened the car door. You're fighting, man. That's, you're, a, that's you know, a fight. Yeah. As a man, you're going through that chase and you're going through that. Like, man, this is exciting because you're fighting for Because she's not really, she's not your, she's not your wife yet. You know, and there's a chance that some other guy can come yep. and take her away from you. Yep. But you're like, ah, I'm going to fight for her. But then once you get her, you forget, like, ah, she's mine. She's in the kitchen making me a sandwich. <laughs> she ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Where's that sandwich at, woman? <laughs> you know, but then you forget. You still have to be fighting for her. Yeah. Because the scenario is still the same. Some other guy can come in there and take her away from you. That's it. You know? And when you get married, the fight is... I'm going to pick up these clothes off the floor and wash them and fold them for you. The fight is, I'm going to sweep the floors. The fight is, yeah, let me run to the store and grab that milk and sugar we need. You know? Yeah, the fight is telling her what happened to you in the, during the day. Telling her what happened. You know, it's yeah. like, tell her the story. That funny story that you told your friend, all your friends, but then you get home and you're like, ah, I already told it. Tell her that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I learned this. They want to be a part of your life. Yeah. They don't. They, they don't want to go on the on the battle with you. They want to hear about the battle so that they can feel like I'm part of it. Because it's so funny that I hear my wife talking to friends about like my stories that I've told her as though she experienced them, as, as though she was there. And I was like, you weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. But because we are one, because we we're married, yeah. she was there. Because I shared that part of my life with her. So now that part of my life that I experienced it's her experience, and then we're experiencing it together. And she's proud of you. She yes. Wants, she wants, this is my husband. Yes. He did that thing at work. I need you to know about it, friend. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when, whenever you get a big promotion and your wife tells everybody, oh, he just got a big promotion. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Anyways, guys, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy this episode of a Mexican Redneck Follow the World. We are your host, uh, and we just want to let you know that we love you. We're proud of you. Hey, Mexican.